This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This is the standout. Good morning, it's Saturday the 9th of April. I'm Mike, in for Jamie this week, and in the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back on a week where Ukraine uncovered evidence of war crimes in Bucha, the US got a new Supreme Court justice, Boris waded into the gender issue while boycotts led to the cancellation of a landmark LGBTQ plus conference, and Channel 4 faces being flogged off to the highest bidder. This is the standout seven from the Smart 7, and don't forget to hit the follow button to get daily updates from 7am. The world was shocked this week after evidence emerged of Russian troops massacring civilians in the Ukrainian town of Bucha, with corpses found lying in the streets and reports of torture and rape from eyewitnesses. It escalated quickly, with the UN General Assembly holding a vote on Thursday to suspend Russia from the UN Human Rights Council. Ukrainian ambassador to the UN, Sergei Kizlitsaya, made a strong plea to the Assembly to take action and urged them to vote yes. Pressing no means pulling a trigger and means a red dot on the screen. Red as the blood of the innocent lives lost. Well, the vote passed, with 93 in favour, 24 against and 58 abstentions. The move was championed by US Ambassador to the UN, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, who described the vote as important and historic. Once the vote suspending Russia was passed, the Russian delegation announced they decided to give up their membership anyway. Ukrainian President Zelensky warned that Busha wasn't the end of the story and that the authorities have already uncovered more atrocities in the town of Borodyanka. Russia has had nothing to do with the concept of human rights for a long time already. Maybe someday that will change. After Butcher, this is already obvious. And as the work on dismantling the debris in Borodyanka began, it's much worse there. Even more victims of the Russian occupiers. Putin's press spokesman Dmitry Peskov spoke to Sky News and refused to concede the atrocities in Butcher were committed by Russian troops. We insist that the whole situation is a well-staged insinuation, nothing else. He did, however, admit to major Russian losses for the first time. We have significant losses of troops. It's a huge tragedy for us. Following the double U-turn on conversion therapy and the cancellation of the government's LGBTQ plus conference after widespread boycotts, Boris waded into the issue of gender and identity again on Wednesday. Oh dear. 
I don't think that it's reasonable for kids to take decisions about irreversible treatments that they may uh, have. The second thing, I don't think that uh, biological males should be competing in female sporting events. Maybe that's a controversial thing to see, but it just, it just seems to me to be sensible. His comments were criticised by LGBTQ plus charity Stonewall, which said blanket exclusion of trans people from participating in sport is unfair. Labour leader Keir Starmer says it's pretty simple. Conversion therapy in all its forms should be banned. That used to be the government's position and they've been flip-flopping on this over the last few days. Um, They need to stick to their promises. Health Secretary Sajid Javid was defending the government decision to leave trans people out of a proposed ban on conversion therapy on the basis there may be other root causes for gender dysphoria. It is right to take the approach that we have which is to ban uh, conversion therapy for LGB but to take a much more sensitive approach when it comes to trans. The first person to receive a fine in the Tory Partygate scandal has been named. Helen McNamara was the government's former head of ethics and was fined for attending a rowdy leaving due for a fellow civil servant on the night before Prince Philip's funeral. Minister for Brexit Opportunities Jacob Rees-Mogg was on LBC on Monday and engaged in an extremely delicate defence of how it could be that his boss Boris didn't mislead Parliament when he said that no rules were broken. If the Prime Minister is told information that is incorrect uh, and passes that information on, he has made no deliberate effort to mislead anybody. You you don't for one second countenance the idea he's attempted to mislead Parliament, Mr Rees-Mogg? No, I don't. Labour's Shadow Education Secretary Bridget Phillipson says it's really not that complicated. We know that the Prime Minister's lied, he's lied right throughout this process he thinks we're all fools that we can't see what's been going on the fines that have been issued confirm what we've known for a very long time while everyone in this country was doing what was asked of them by the government over downing street they were having wild parties and the prime minister knew what was going on and told parliament otherwise The government's decision to proceed with the privatisation of Channel 4 drew huge criticism across the board on Tuesday. Culture Secretary Nadine Dorries tweeted the government ownership was holding Channel 4 back, a statement the presenter Kirsty Allsop described as utter twaddle. And former editor-at-large at Channel 4, Dorothy Burns, says she's really worried the Culture Secretary doesn't fully understand her brief. Here is the problem with Nadine Dorries, that she doesn't know very much about the broadcasting sector. So Channel 4 is changing and needs to keep changing, but privatising it is not the way to help. Channel 4 is a public broadcaster, but it's funded by ad revenue, so it doesn't cost the taxpayer anything and has a mission to provide diverse and challenging programming. The proposed sell-off was also criticised by senior Tories, including Jeremy Hunt and Damien Green, raising the prospect of a backbench revolt. Labour shadow culture secretary Lucy Powell says the government have made a big mistake. People whose jobs and businesses rely on on Channel 4 are overwhelmingly opposed to its sell-off because it makes no economic sense to sell it off. It doesn't cost the taxpayer a penny. Still to come on The Standout 7, find out why Ed Sheeran's not a copycat and we pay tribute to EastEnders' June Brown. Right after this. Welcome back.
Ed Sheeran's been tangled up in a court battle over his song Shape of You for quite some time now. Two songwriters accused him of copying part of their song OY. Sheeran and fellow songwriter Snow Patrol's Johnny McDade and Steve Mack were adamant they hadn't copied the song or even heard it. Luckily, the court agreed and Ed released a video on his Instagram pleading for an end to these kinds of cases. There's only so many notes and very few chords used in pop music. Coincidence is bound to happen if 60,000 songs are being released every day on Spotify. I don't want to take anything away from the pain and hurt suffered from both sides of this case, but I just want to say I'm, I'm not an entity. I'm not a corporation. I'm a human being. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a son. Lawsuits are not a pleasant experience, and I hope with this ruling it means in the future baseless claims like this can be avoided. The 64th Grammy Awards took place in Las Vegas on Sunday night with a video address from President Zelensky, who spoke of Ukrainian musicians in body armour instead of tuxedos and called for all the awards to help fill the silence. On our land, we are fighting Russia, which brings horrible silence with its bombs. Fill the silence with your music. Tell the truth about the war. Support us in any way you can, any but not silence. Host Trevor Noah also paid tribute to Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. The band had been due to perform at the ceremony and picked up three awards. They are, of course, not here due to the tragic passing of their legendary drummer, Taylor Hawkins. Our thoughts go out to Taylor's family, the Foo Fighter family, and all of their fans around the globe. The big winners on the night were jazz musician John Baptiste, Bruno Mars' new act, Silk Sonic, and breakthrough artist Olivia Rodrigo, who won three Grammys, including Best New Artist and Best Pop Vocal Album. I really wanted to dedicate this award to my parents. When I was nine years old, I told my mom I was going to be an Olympic gymnast. She thought I was joking. So the next week when I told her I was going to win a Grammy, even though I'm sure she thought I was just a little kid pipe dream. The world of soap operas lost a legend on Monday as the death was announced of June Brown. She was known to millions as EastEnders' Doc Cotton, an iconic character for more than 30 years. Stars of the soap paid tributes, including Adam Woodyap, Gillian Tailforth, and Natalie Cassidy, who played her step-granddaughter, Sonia. She was an absolute powerhouse. She was incredible. She was fun. She was professional. She was cheeky and naughty at the same time. <laughs> and she's just going to be so, so dearly missed by all. June was a big star before she joined EastEnders, having appeared in Coronation Street, Doctor Who, and on stage. She was awarded both an OBE and MBE and was 95 years old. She played Dot in over 2,800 Enders episodes, but wasn't really a fan of her creation, as she told a documentary crew back in 1991. Rest in peace, June. Well, I know how I'd perceive her. If I met her in the street, I'd turn around the other way. I'm torn. Right? There she is, I'd say. There she is again. This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7am, with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Dogs.